discovered for the journey. So sit back, relax, get lost with us, and take this journey to the max. We lost in comics, baby. That's the L into the C. Got it covered, everything from A to Z. We lost in comics, baby. That's the L into the C. All stories and characters, land, air, and sea. The show's about to start. Get ready, it's going down. In the L and C, all these comics can be found. It's lost in comics, baby. That's the L into the C. What is up, everybody? This is Chris, and welcome to a special issue of Lost in Comics. This is issue number 153. Be sure that you guys are following Lost in Comics on Twitter and Instagram. Get social with us all week long. All you guys are out at, at San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know what we were thinking planning this at this time uh, on this date, but uh, you know what? Everybody that can join will join, and I'm sure and confident that people will do the rewatch, so I'm excited about that. I hope that uh, everybody out there is being safe, having a safe drive home at this time. I'm sure a lot of people are going home from work right now, but uh, I am very excited about this evening. Today, we are speaking with two of my favorite creators, two of my favorite comic book creators, Two creators that are the very best at their craft, uh, creators of that Texas blood, Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips, coming up here in just a moment. But before we get into it, do us a huge favor, y'all. Hit that like button. We really appreciate it around here. Genuinely uh, subscribe to the channel. If you are coming across this channel for the first time, we greatly appreciate that. Um, this is Lost in Comics. Our goal is to get you lost in an incredible world of comics, characters, creators, and uh, we have a great time around here. We are a comic-loving YouTube channel. No hate around here, guys. It's all about positivity. Um, we do have a few people in the chat. Ben Bills first up here. Come on, Ben. Get your priorities straight, my dude. He says, hey, everyone. I will hop on when I can. I got promoted at work, and my wife wants to take me out to celebrate. Have a great time. Dude, congratulations. Seriously, Ben. That is awesome. And I uh, hope you guys have a great evening. I'm sure you'll catch this on the rewatch. Adam Janice. Well, this is strange. Feels like the old days with this start time. I know, dude. I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, this is weird. Like, I haven't had a start time like this probably since 2020. So this is uh, this is definitely bringing back the old day vibes, y'all. DC Patrol says, happy interview. What's going on? Perry, what is going on? Ronan the Accuser. What is going on, my dude? Good to see you. Simpleton DC says, wouldn't miss it. I do appreciate it, man. We are going to have a great time. Definitely get uh, some questions in from the chat. So I will save those toward the end of the conversation with Chris and Jacob. And we will uh, we'll ask those questions. So have them ready. I will tell you when to ask them uh, toward the end of the chat. And a uh, quick reminder, y'all, next week, July 25th, we are going live uh, with our end of the month live show, issue number 154. I will be joined by The Pouch. Don't miss out on some great gun honey talk. I mean, comic talk, comic talk. What am I talking about here? It's going to be a good one. Y'all know about the pouch and his love for gun honey. Um, but I am sure we're going to have so many great, great things to talk about. So many things happening. Uh, I'm sure we're going to discuss news that's happening this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, a lot happening, a lot to discuss. What is going on, Chase? Uh, howdy, everyone. Howdy. Howdy back to you, man. I'm so happy to be with y'all tonight. Buckle up. It is time to get lost in comics. Let's do this. Welcome to Ambrose County. Bring a green bean casserole and join the ride. I've seen it all. From missing kids and cults 
to the infamous RQK. Stay the course with me and you will be just fine. Names of Joe Bob. Meet my makers. Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to Lost in Comics, y'all. That was a great little intro. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. Was that you doing the voice? Was that's good. me. It's that's 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 me, man. That's the Texas accent. Yeah, I see the animation right now. That's the that's the gift you get when you grow up. You actually grow up in Texas. You hear enough people do it, you can you can imitate it. But uh, guys, man, seriously, welcome back to Lost in Comics. Uh, you guys are family around here. Um, for those that don't remember, this is the I, I hang my hat on this stuff, man. This is the first channel that you guys did a combined YouTube interview with for that Texas blood um, right after issue number one, man, we, we got you guys on, I read it and I was like, Holy crap. I need to get these guys on the channel. Had no idea who Chris Condon was uh, or Jacob Phillips. I had no idea that you were related to, to your dad, Sean. It was just, I was like, this, this was a great comic book. Um, and man, we've kind of grown up together, so to speak. So welcome home guys. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having us back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said it before. Feels like coming home. <laughs> absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And like you guys have gone through the whole rapid fire questions here. I'm not going to bore you with those again. We've given you all the good luck that we can. Um, you've, you've done the rappy, though. You've done the the extra questions. So we're just going to dive into conversation this evening. Um, first off, I just want to tell you guys congrats on all the success of that Texas blood. I mean, it, it's really grown this Beautiful following of dedicated fans. Um, I, I love being on social media and just watching you guys retweet people's comments. Uh, more and more people just talking about the series as each volume passes. And it's just, it's a testament to your work. And then I, I lo also love just watching you guys branch off with other projects as time goes on. And I'm so happy for the both of you. And Jake, uh, you got that Ringo Award nomination for Best Colorist. Yeah, congrats on that. And Eisner. Yeah. Eisner, I'm sorry. Uh, and Eisner, dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah can't wait to see who, who see who wins that tomorrow. But I feel like it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, but just, just the nomination, man. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. This is the second year in a row now, and I, I hope to keep getting nominated and keep losing. I think that would be the best <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing, dude. I mean, I replied to your tweet the other day when you got nominated, but uh, I mean, you've already won and you nom got nominated and you won a Lost in Comics award a couple of years ago. So, I mean, that's you know, that's, that's the award that matters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. I mean, the Ringos are a little bit behind, you know, Eisner's. All right, we'll, we'll give them a little credit there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the Lost in Comics award show, Chris is like a staple on that show as well, man. I, I always appreciate your contribution to that as well, dude. But um, this is something that uh, that I've been fascinated with in watching, speaking of both of your successes, particularly the success of that Texas blood I mean, this was really both of your first major comic projects. And I know you guys realize this already, but neither of you had to, you know, go through the the uh, building the audience through Kickstarter or have a bunch of flops before you guys found your voice in comics. Uh, and really credit to both of you. You came out of the gate swinging with that Texas Blood 2020 and you both 
uh, to me came i'm telling you i read that first issue and you came across like you guys were seasoned vets um do you ever you guys ever have those discussions about just how freaking cool how amazing that is that your journey into comic creation has has been this smooth <laughs> uh, only, a, only a, ever negative yeah yes yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have conversations about it but i mean it's it's uh, not lost on me that we were very fortunate to have the situation that we had, which was, you know, we didn't know that we were going to be, we almost worked with Action Lab, which would have been fun. Oh, wow. Man, uh, I don't think you've ever told me that. Yeah, That's... they were, they were, the, well, thank God they decided to ghost us for a year. <laughs> that's, that's uh, that reputation around there. <laughs> and then we got, uh, yeah, then we got, uh, yeah, I'm just throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one who says those kinds of things. Yet. No, you're not. No, um, you're not. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah, th honestly, like you know, everything that's come out about uh, that operation, uh, you know, I'm really glad the image Eric reached out and said, if you haven't found a home for this, you know, we'd love to have it. Yeah, could have been a very and, and it was, you know, you didn't know that Jake was uh, this the son of Sean Phillips. Often thought the brother, which is fun. Uh, yeah, he loves that. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't put that anywhere on the pitch either. You know, it was just we just sent it in as Jacob Phillips and Chris Condon, and we just talked about what we what you know what we do and all that you know, and just talked about what we thought the series should be, and, and we've held true to that. I mean, I've, I've definitely, I've read some like uh, Goodreads reviews where they're like, oh, they did a, a cult story and then they did a, I don't know if you saw these, Jake, but they're like the few like bad reviews on Good, Goodreads. Oh, they're okay. like, oh, they did a cult story and now a serial killer story. They really ran out of ideas. Huh? And I'm like, no, that was always the, <laughs> that was always the plan. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we Man. never had any ideas. <laughs> yeah, we never have ideas. <laughs> Just yeah, flying by the seat of your pants, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually ran. I ran into Eric uh, just after we got our pitch picked up from Image. He was in the UK for a show, and like I was, I had to leave and get a train, so I literally ran into the bar to go see him. Just be like, thank you for you know for picking us up. And that was one of the things he said. He was like, I was impressed that you didn't put your dad's name on the pitch, and I was like, if it had occurred to me, maybe we would have done, but. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, I didn't realize who you were, and so that was like, you know, yeah, it was nice to be picked that is up cool. pure on the, the, the pitch itself. So, yeah, Go it's history. <laughs> that, that is interesting, and you know what? That's man, again, kudos to you guys because. Yeah, if I if I was in the same position, I, I'd probably be using my dad's name. I'd be like, man, you know, so I've been trained, seasoned in the. <laughs> In well, the I, arts, I put my dad on it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really what helps. What is it? I mean, you kind of alluded to it a moment ago, Jake. But you know, I got to ask since the both of you are here. You know, how much of the pleasantries are, are just for show? You know, on uh, on social media, because according to this tweet right here, I mean, you don't you don't treat Jake with a lot of respect, uh, Chris. So you know, right there. I well, actually don't know what what that is, Jake, because that's some that's some controversial <laughs> the stuff. Truth, the truth is out there. 
the truth is out there. Uh, oh, that, man. I had to message myself on my other account to get the... To uh, get the I was uh, gonna say that the this is Chris halfway through the, the thing. Uh, every time Chris messages me, he's like, "This is Chris. This is Chris. Yeah, this is Chris." Um, That's hilarious, yeah. dude. I, I did. I, I my yeah. version of the Captain Phillips thing. You know, I am. I am the captain now. I just say, "This is Chris." <laughs> I was just giggling to myself, sending me sending myself those messages like, oh, "This is gonna be giggling so. like Scooby Doo." <laughs> So Chris, Chris is a good dude. Then we'll we'll, we'll keep that we'll keep that uh, that image in our head, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, you guys both have great work ethics. Um, Jake, you've gotten really busy with not only that Texas Blood and Enfield Gang massacre, uh, Newburn. You know, you got the Francis Coppola uh, graphic novel. The the work you're still doing with your dad and Ed Brubaker. How are you handling the workload? Are you taking time to breathe and still having fun with it, man? You can no breathe. No. My, I don't know, you probably can't hear, but my girlfriend just laughed at that from the other room. She's like, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm handling it well. You know, um, I everything is late. I think even with even the first issue of Enfield, I was over a week late getting that in. And I thought I had, you know, I, I thought I had like two months, and then I I got the deadline, and I was like, oh no, it's two weeks. Yeah, um, shoot. So I'm currently drawing each issue in about three weeks, I think. Um, but hopefully, I'll it'll get a bit better. I mean, it won't. It'll get worse, I think. But yeah, it's difficult to try and uh, fit it all in. But I've just finished. Um, the new book of my dad's uh, Where the Body Was, which comes out in December. I nice. just finished following that a couple of weeks ago, um, which was... So I spent a month doing that and also doing Enfield. Um, so now that's done, it, it felt like, oh, yeah, now I've got time to do... Just focus on Enfield. But then I have to do, yeah, Newburn, and I've got... I haven't done any work on the Coppola book for weeks, so I need to do some of that. I hate the way yeah yes. exactly. well that's the, <laughs> that's the furthest away deadline so it's like i can sort of put it off a little bit unless chris ryle is watching this in which case i'm not putting it off at all um you know it's just trying to figure trying to prioritize when things need to be in and working like that but it is very it's very much against the deadlines you have like a nice like desk calendar where you like you have all your deadlines you know written yeah. out or... yeah, and I, I go through it and i scribble it out and i write the new one i, I do i have a, a diary when I, and I write in how many pages i'm meant to have done by each day and then i go through and i scribble that out and i write the, the actual amount that i've done uh, figure out how i'm going to catch up in the next few days so it's uh it's stressful I think you, you penciled and inked nine pages in, was it nine, nine pages in like three days or something? Yeah, this, this week <laughs> I've done, um, I think I've done nine pages this week. Holy crap, man. And then you did uh, yeah. two covers in a day. Yeah, on Friday I did two covers and then I've done. That's insane. Yeah. I've That's done, insane, dude. I think I've done yeah nine pages this week, and I'll get, I'll hopefully be up to thirteen by Monday. 
so yeah it's uh it's a lot that's insane do you ever uh i'm just curious just working on that many titles do you ever are you ever working on one thing and your brain is like you're drawing you end up you know <laughs> drawing something else that you're another book no. has that ever happened no but it is difficult because like each one has a slightly different approach to it so it's like trying to it's, it's difficult to jump around so like today between Enfield pages I was trying to color a page of Megalopolis the Coppola book I was trying to like between each page color a page of that um because the coloring is quite quick on that because I've done this grayscale wash watercolor thing so mm-hmm. I don't do any any of like the the shading that I would normally do in the colors is sort of taken care of already, so I can color color it quite quick. But going from looking at that to then going and looking at Enfield, it's like a diff, it's a completely different yeah. approach. So it's like trying to sort of switch gears in that way and just trying to like, that, how am I doing this again? Like how am I inking this out? Like you know, but it's um, it all looks like I did it, so it's not too difficult. Can I ask a question real quick? For of the Megalopolis, did, did you consciously think of Godfather 2? No, I based it off. They sent, So they sent me loads of uh, concept art for the film, okay. which has that sort of look to it anyway. Um, I have no idea what the actual film will look like <laughs> when it's done, but um, yeah, it is that kind of look, like that sort of, um, those colours as well. Um but it wasn't really intentional. It was mostly based off that. And I was like, okay, if that's how they're going to do the film, I'll kind of try and make it look similar. Um, and it was just like a fun... I thought it'd be a fun way of doing something because it's not an ongoing thing. I was like, oh, I can do something different with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's. I realize how much slower it is to do it that way. <laughs> nice, nice. Um Chase says their interviews why I started reading that Texas Blood and I am so thankful for that. So appreciate that, Chase. That's 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 what it's all about, dude. Um, you know, we, what was that, Chris? Thank you for reading us as well. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. You know, we talked about this uh, just a little bit ago. We're talking about you know the, where the book went with Image Comics, uh, and you guys have seemed to find a real home there. Um, how has that? relationship been over the last few volumes and what was the response when you told uh, i don't know if you had to tell eric or who you who you talked to there but when you told them hey we're not going to do another volume of that texas blood we're going to do a spin-off series of that texas blood how did that conversation go <laughs> well uh i just emailed eric and i was like we wanted to yeah and eric is the one that we do we deal with so i mean i i emailed him and i just said hey we want to do like a spin-off idea and this was you know and i kind of pitched it you know briefly um and he just yeah i think he maybe asked like a couple of questions about it but um he was gung-ho from the start so and i mean we we do this thing you know anyway where we take a break between arcs and all that so it's sort of built in where you know we take a break we come back so it wasn't really like an extreme request or anything to be like sure. hey, we want to do a spin-off I mean, for all he knew, the next arc of that Texas blood, we could have just said, oh, we're going to set it in 1850 or whatever, instead of just, you know, completely retitling yeah. and all that. It's um, not like just, we decided to do a completely different thing. Like, we're going to do it this completely different sci fi book. Yeah. You know, it's still very much. Campus County. Yeah. 20, 
Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about your the the trip that you guys took to Texas last year, um, Jake. That was your first experience actually seeing the Lone Star State. Of course, you know, coming from the UK, I got to imagine there was a, a lot of differences. Um, t- tell me a little bit about that. What, what are some of the glaring differences, glaring differences between the UK and Texas? Texas. I think, well, I think, well, it seems obvious to say, but it's like, I think you don't grasp the scale of things. Um, like, you know, there's a lot of open countryside in the uk but i i live in a city um and but even in the countryside everything is sort of like you know there's a lot of space but the the roads are narrow and they're windy and they're and it's like it's just the like just the width of the roads is something that i was like i never even considered you know like um and stuff like that and and there's so much that where I was walking around, I was like, well, I've been drawing that wrong the whole time and things like that. Um, so it was, you know, there were, I think there's, there's so much difference. And I think when you look at the, the first two arcs of Texas blood, I think you can really, I don't know. Cause people seem to think that I've done a good job of it, but I, I can see all the things where I'm like, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. So I was taking photos of just like, the most mundane things. So I've got photos of just like, uh, so the house that me and Chris stayed in, uh, I've got pictures of like the thermostat and the light switches and stuff like that. Like things that are very similar here, but very, you know, just very slightly different. And that's like the kind of stuff that maybe could pull you out of the story. I think if you get it wrong, um, so it's like trying to make it as convincing as I possibly can, uh, whilst also yeah living here. So it's like yeah, there's, I think yeah, the scale was the big thing. I think it was, and then it's just yeah, just a culmination of so many little things that are completely different or slightly different. Um, so it is. It was interesting, and it's like it's. I f- hope that my works benefited from it. I think. Um, you know, and it's helpful just having photos of landscapes or buildings that I can draw from rather mm. than Googling and having to sort of bodge it based on the best I could get rather than like a specific thing. Um, so now, really, it'd be great if I could go there whilst I'm like penciling an issue. So That'd I can be go cool. like, what I need, this is what I need. But obviously, it's very difficult to think ahead like that when you're there. Like, what could I possibly need a photo of in a year's time? Um, so what I really need is someone on the ground to go and take all my reference for me. Yeah. Now, Joe Bob. Joe yeah, Bob. Joe Bob needs to go and just take photos of street signs. and. There's, you know, a, there's a real Joe Bob. There's, yeah. that's, that's there's the, a real Joe Bob. Real Joe Bob, who lives in uh, Fort Davis, Texas. Is his um, name is Joe Bob? Joe Bob. He, that's, I have, that's where I've got photos of Joe Bob's uh, study in his house as well, because it's like just the stuff that he's got around. Yeah, like the things on the walls, the things on the shelves. I was like, this is all going to be really helpful when I have to draw 
an office again, you know. So like stuff like that, I think, yeah. I feel like I don't, know, I don't know if he'd appreciate me taking photos of his light switches and. Uh, I stuff think like. I think he would enthusiastically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, yeah, there's there's like all sorts of like the the uh, topographical maps and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's all nice. very much land based. You know, which yeah. Is one of the things that we always talk about is that like the environment is a character, mm. very much that way. You know, to to the real people that live there in West Texas. So now, like in the uh, book, Joe Bob's uh, office is based on my mum's office at home. Mm. So it's like even things like so in that there's a there's a radiator in that office in the book, and I didn't think about the fact that they they wouldn't have. A radiator like that in in their office like that I, I, that never occurred to me and then my brother read the book and he was like why have they why would they have that i was like <laughs> man <laughs> see I, and i was too enthralled with the story to actually pick that up and now i'm i'm gonna have to go back in yeah, the I'm early issues loads of stuff like that that it's like <clears throat> or, or just like yeah like british things that i don't even consider to be british and i just put there's them in. some very square um light switches i think yeah. that i've seen in in the issues i just never really cared enough to point them out i don't really th- i don't think that stuff like that is necessarily uh, gonna pull anybody out yeah um, no absolutely not now so the joe bob that you the the character yeah is is the is the depiction and likeness like the joe bob or no. okay uh, like, good looking guy reality <laughs> It's a man named Joe Bob Duncan, and uh, he and his his wife Elena. Um, it, he he sort of looks like a, like a Bill Clinton ish kind of person. Okay, like the best way that I could describe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's yeah you know, visually he's not very Joe Bob, but he's I mean that's he's where I picked the well up from. Well, well. We better head down to the shop and get some beer because uh, it's going to be late. It's cocktail hour. And... <clears throat> yeah, because it's cocktail hour and we're going <laughs> to get beer. Uh, so that's like, yeah. that's like Joe Bobism. It's like just the well. And that's where, you know, so that's really what came from, from him. And then just the name Joe Bob. And was, the name. You know, it was like so like wonderfully Texas uh, that I had to take it. You know, and use it in the book, and also as an, as a, I mean, that, that they're the family that really like introduced West Texas to me, you know, in like a real sense, mm. you know, not just in uh, you know fiction or, or movies. It was very much that you know they were my introduction to West Texas, and and uh, you know they they were the ones who brought me over to West Texas and showed me around. So it was, it was sort of also a a dedication to them, yeah, you know, and what they mean to me and and the book. Yeah. We need to get Alana in there. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about where to get her in. Her her sister is uh, Luke. So her sister has appeared in the book, but not Lana. Yeah, that's I gotta, cool. I gotta, I gotta get her in there somewhere. And, and I know, you know, in the past, Chris, that you've told us that you always had this fascination with Texas. You know, it's this sort of mythological, larger-than-life place. Um, and it's funny because, you know, being from Texas, you know, growing up in small rural towns, more in South Texas here, um, you know, we have the same fascination with with large cities, you know, but um, 
writing that Texas blood, has it kind of satisfied that craving to know more about the state? Cause you've had to go in and research and learn and. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend and I were briefly talking about moving to Texas. I think we decided we're going to stay where we are for now. Oh man. But I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot to love about Texas and, you know, obviously there's also like issues, but you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, I really do love Texas. I, I love, you know, going to visit and I love it, you know, just going from, you know, city to city as well. I love the cities. I love Dallas and Houston's pretty great. Um, a little humid. The drivers are a little crazy, but I do love Houston. Um, the one city I haven't gotten to was San Antonio. I'd love to go. I don't to know San what you're doing, man. I don't know what I'm you're doing. Family down that way. So, oh, do you? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're down there and they're, uh, they probably love to see us because we don't see them very often because they're in uh, in Texas. But uh, you know, it, I I really just yeah I love Texas and yeah in in the writing of it I definitely sort of exercise that sort of that uh, fascination and I mean in my research you know and I I mean even today I was doing like a very little bit of research which was I was watching I watched Assault Assault on Precinct Thirteen and I watched. Uh, Rio Bravo. Um, nice. Your both points of reference for the hard life of a writer, right? <laughs> well, when you're sitting down at the screen, you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "All right, let me go back to the source," you know. And, and uh, you know, there's no better uh, siege movie than um, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. And uh, you know, and then that's sort of the in a very similar way, Rio Bravo um, by the great Howard Hawks, which took place in Presidio County, which is West Texas. So it's, it's perfectly uh, matched up. So yes, it was uh, research, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, got, you guys got to make your way to San Antonio. Um, I'd love to. So many. So myself, I, I just live a little south of San Antonio, maybe about 30 minutes south of San Antonio. Um, so let me know. I'll tell you all the great spots. Um, and it, it, what's crazy about Texas too, is, you know, you could see West Texas and get a, um, feel for it. And then you can go over to another city, large city that's, you know, South or, uh, East and they're completely different. Like we have Austin, which is a, a lot like a lot of the metropolitan, you know, cities that you are across the nation but then you could go to some other little you know small rural town you're like what did what, where did i where what is this like there's nothing here yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, well it's like going to el paso and then going to uh you know dallas or austin or you know they're all very different i mean houston as well houston's very very different it feels very i don't know where you know it feels almost more like louisiana or something like that. it feel has a yeah. feel to like it's it's an interesting town. Like I, I always, I always enjoy going to different places and, you know, trying out, you know, the food available and all that kind of stuff. And so like Houston has like that very sort of, uh, I wouldn't, I like, I wouldn't say, I mean, it was very, very barbecue based, but they also have a lot of seafood and, and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we can buy you drinks on the river walk. Here's the thing, man. And I'm just going to say for all the people that, 
our pouch. So pouch is my regular co-host and, uh, we, we, he lives in San Antonio. I live South, but man, Riverwalk, I don't like to tell people about it because it really is overrated. Like it's just, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. I don't like going over there cause it's like the water's dirty. I don't know. I just, I'm well, just going to say that. Get comic shops. So we can, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I do got to say, guys, as 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 someone who's from Texas, um, you you guys have nailed the tone. I know you said you made a few mistakes, Jake, but um, I thought in my observation, my reading, you know, the aesthetics, the visuals, um, at least when I go into an issue of that Texas blood, for me, it feels like like home. And it, and for those who aren't from Texas, I know that they are transported to that Texas vibe. Um, and that's a real testament to both of you because neither of you are actually from Texas, but, um, and I think that's, I think that's incredible, man. And you, I do believe that you guys have nailed it. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I think a big part of that is Jake and how he captures the characters and, and, um, and the, and the setting, even when he wasn't, you know, hadn't been to Texas, but you know, sorry, I'm going through like a bit of a summer cold right now, but, um, but I, th- I think that, you know, even just, you know, traveling around in like street view or whatever he was doing, I mean, th- I think that that's like a, a big uh, part of what he brought to it was how he captures the setting. And, I mean, and I also had sent him photos from, from Fort Davis and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, it's, I th- you know, I've said it before, but it's it's just, you know, we're just trying to capture the authenticity of, of the characters and, and people you know and, and the place too but i mean it's it's very much character based and we, we try to make the characters feel real and, and because of that you know um i think jake is frozen i think he is frozen i don't know what do we do let's see if he uh jake if you can still if you still have audio try to <laughs> re- he falls asleep reconnect yeah, I apologize for if my voice sounds weird I have no nah, you're good man i'm coughing up along which has not been fun but um yeah i don't know it, it's it's <laughs> then we do <laughs> you know i i i wouldn't say that but i i would just say that you know we try to capture it as best as we can i mean and i always like i always ask my my friends from texas specifically the part of texas that you know we're depicting about certain things and you know they have certain nitpicks about certain things like uh Joe Bob, the real Joe Bob, uh, was critiquing, I think, in the first arc of that Texas Blood. And he said that, oh, I think he, he would have worn boots. You know, because I think Joe Bob's wearing sort of um, just, you know, black shoes. And he was like, oh, he would have worn boots. I'm like, well, Joe, Joe is a little too, <laughs> too light for that. <laughs> but I appreciate That, that is it. a good point, man. Um, that is a good point. But you know, it's you know, where where we can, we, we try to keep it accurate and uh, and just you know, true to, you know, that I I think that as long as you're true to the characters, I think that that you know winds up being it winds up just feeling true to to people, you know, and I, I yeah, and we put it we put in the time and and you know, I think that's a big part of it too is we're not just you know we're not writing you know writing and drawing a million things we're you know we're sort of you know, even when we are busy. It's like a few things that we're doing, um, you know, I, I don't ever want to be that kind of person where I'm like so saturated with work where I'm just sort of crap, yeah. 
scripts left and right. I, you know, I like to be able to take my time with things and, and, and have it feel like we're giving it its due diligence. Um, yeah. hundred percent. What I took out of all that was, you know, the last couple minutes was Chris watches movies to research and Jake has to sit there with Google maps looking at street views. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The hey. light. Uh, <laughs> if there if there's somebody watching right now, if you're trying to make me feel guilty, <laughs> doing a very good job. I, it's funny. It's funny because this is uh, you've been on the show so many times, Chris and Jake. You know, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to play to him right now because I I, mean, I need him to come back, man. I want him to. He needs to join in the fun. So yeah, man, just, make it, just make it earlier and earlier, and I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and he looks at you know street views of Google, so we got to give him that, man. That's 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 uh, that's incredible. Um, that, that every shot that's like van height, you can tell that I've done it from <laughs> from that me. perspective. Yeah. If, if there is somebody out there right now uh, that has never read that Texas Blood, can you just give us a little snippet of what the book is about? Well, I have a horrible pitch, which is um, it's about a fictional West Texas county in which bad things happen. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a very basic pitch, but I mean, it, it's it's sort of, you know, we explore uh, this fictional West Texas county across time. Um, in the first arc, it's present day. In, in the second arc, it's 1981. In the third arc, it's 1993. Um, and, and through... Uh, traveling through time we're also traveling you know through the life of uh joe bob Coates, who is a uh he's in 1981 he's a deputy but when we first meet him he's 70 years old he's celebrating his 70th birthday and he's just you know he's uh he's a sheriff and uh and he's sort of just run down and tired and you know he's he's uh He's seen a lot in his day, and and essentially what the series affords us is is the ability to travel back in time and to see what made him so weary. Um, yeah, Jake, yeah, what, you <laughs> uh, what do you tell people at a convention? I say I just draw the pictures. You have to ask this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah, it's a most <laughs> interview questions, and then I delete that and try and come up with something funnier but that's pretty much yeah i mean yeah i think that nailed um yeah very much a character driven book yeah. um so if you want fast action and superheroes this is not the place to come there is some action in enfield though yeah there's some yeah. definitely yeah. um I'm currently trying to draw an action-packed page, and I left it until tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> gotta give yourself a break, man. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about that Texas blood. I mean, for those that know and don't know, we are three volumes in, you know, to that Texas blood. Uh, one of my favorite things about the book are these little breadcrumbs that you guys have spread throughout each of the volumes. Uh, it's something that Ed Brubaker does with your dad, Sean, um, especially in the Criminal and Reckless series. Um, but those little details that come to light in later issues, uh, whole arcs are built on these little breadcrumbs. It's extremely satisfying as a reader 
Uh, it makes us pay attention to everything in the issue, all the little, you know, uh, the back matter, the backgrounds, all of it. Um, yeah, I love it. When you guys are in the process of actually creating, do you write or draw things in, you know, with the intent to elaborate on them later? Does that happen organically? Like, hey, we should go back and revisit that thing on that one page that we did back in issue seven. Like, how does that, how does all that come about? Um, I mean, I definitely do stuff, um, intentionally where, I, you know, for example, the infield gate massacre is referenced in the back matter of issue seven. Um, and then in the back matter of Enfield, I referenced the back matter <laughs> of issue seven. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, you know, it's fun to sort of put little nuggets in and then, you know, sort of be like, oh, well, maybe we'll see this later. But it, I like to lay enough eggs, you know, where it's, it's, it kind of gives us a, the chance to be able to go, ooh, you know, this, that, we want to do this one or that one. Because um, we do these, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just like even in those opening pages of issue one, we set up the second arc. Uh, yeah, and sure. on the third arc as well, um, all in that you know in the newspaper clippings of that. Just, so like, yeah. I didn't necessarily know that's how it was going to go, but Chris is really good at I think leaving enough that I think there's there's so much stuff in there as well that we'll never end up getting to, but there's yeah. so much potential in everything to be like oh let's just pull that thread and see where it goes. Um, yeah. I think that's of what makes Chris's writing so so yeah. good. Well, that's, you know, that's like one of the things that I always enjoyed about like Hellboy and, and yeah, for sure Criminal, but I mean, definitely it was like the Hellboy stuff that really kind of, I always loved that there were just like, you know, one-off mentions and then that comes back later in like a full arc. Um, you know, I, I, so I mean, I, I just sort of enjoy that kind of stuff on my own and to be able to put that in our own book is, is really fun and, and you know, to see it have this sort of stuff plays out. I mean, you know, the the next three arcs, which I think are going to be our final three arcs, um, unless we uh, <laughs> want to expand. If we if we do, um, I mean, that'd be fun. But like, uh, you know, I mean, I've already I referenced in like I think the back matter of um, the first arc. I think I mentioned something about like a heist thing and, and that's that's going to be the next arc of texas blood nice it's like you know so i mean even if we're not you know mentioning it in story um you know we've we've talked about it and sort of laid seeds of of what we're interested in i mean i i don't necessarily like plan like full stories in advance because I, I, mm. I don't really do that but i mean I, I like the idea of being like, ooh, it'd be fun to do, for example, like with the third arc, I was, you know, I thought it'd be fun to do a serial killer in a blizzard. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and then sort of building off of that and being like, okay, what if it's in the 90s and it's, you know, and then, okay, this is what happens here and all that. Um, so you just, you know, laying the, the breadcrumbs for everybody is also laying the breadcrumbs for myself. Um, the worst thing for me, though, is that I have to go back and redraw all this stuff because, like, well, in issue one, Enfield yeah. does not Enfield, sorry, um, Eversol doesn't look like Eversol in issue one. So I have to go back and, like, 
change. I think he's had like three faces in that article in he various faces in the cover for issue seven. Yeah, he doesn't have his goatee in, in the original cover, which is somewhere that that version is somewhere online because I must have uploaded the wrong one to somewhere. So that's like a little oh, wow. Easter egg, a special, you know, we're, uh, special, yeah. We're JPEG, yeah, because yeah. I think in the in the one for I can't remember which arc it is, but yeah, like he's like the wrong age in some of them, and like I've had to like change his hair and stuff like that. So like it because I don't know in advance all the obviously because we don't have the details worked out. It's just like a little bit sure. sort of in the background. So then I have to go back and like, oh no, I've messed this. I messed yeah. this up. I need to rework it all again. Well, I was. I mean, I was even. Looks so much like his dad. Oh. <laughs> I sure do. Take that, Jake. <laughs> um, like, is that your dad, Jake? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think that I mean that that's a, that sort of stuff's like interesting to me to be like, you know, we, we just sort of plant these seeds and and um, I mean, yeah. we don't. No, I don't even know sometimes when how we're going to see things, and so like. In the back matter of uh, issue seven with the Enfield Game Massacre, I mentioned, you know, it's this, it's this many days, and this happened, and that happened, and blah blah blah, and then I just move on. Um, and at that point, the Enfield Game Massacre was an entirely different thing in my mind. And then in crafting it into a like an actual mini series, I was like, oh, I think I'd like it to be this long, and then have this happen, and then that happen, and then that sort of informed my approach to it all, which I was like, oh, everybody, they've rewritten history. You know, you know that was yeah. what, like, that was what everybody's been told, that this is the truth now. But so it's like, I just sort yeah. of, I'm rewriting myself, but, <laughs> so it's, That's it's cool. definitely fun to be able to just sort of play with that kind of stuff and, and to uh, sort of, you know, uh, see how it plays out in terms of, you know, story and all that. Yeah, I've not actually been back and looked at that original article, but there's a there's a drawing in that of the gang. Yeah, and I've not gone back to look at it, but I assume that looks nothing uh, like any of the characters. Yeah, yeah. well, it, I think that it's so. I mean, I don't recall exactly what it looks like, but I think that it's so. Um, it's almost just like silhouettes almost where you yeah. you kind of see a face and like, you kind of get the impression of uh, like cowboy hats and all that. But, you know, I think it's rough enough that you can kind of get away with being like, Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, that was taken like the year earlier before they had that. Haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I had the pleasure of reading the infield uh, gang massacre issue. Number one. Thanks, Chris. Um, and I think, one of the coolest things about that issue is what you're talking about that in the back, that Texas record publication at the end of the book. And for everybody that just to give some context here, it's somebody that's writing from 1996 about the history of the Enfield gang massacre and making the discovery that the history that's been taught to everybody is in fact false. Right. So, uh, and I, I love this idea of, of seeing the story play out in the pages and then understanding that it's been told in a different lens in history books, which, as we know, has happened quite often in our own history and uh, that we've been taught. So, yeah, 
what was the mindset kind of playing with that concept of recorded history and the facts as told through fiction or kind of looking at a, at a bigger issue there? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's like a classically like Western thing. Cause I mean, it's, you know, I mentioned it in the back matter, but you know, the man who shot Liberty balance is like, you know, the, the, the perfect sort of like that Rashomon sort of like idea of like, you know, everybody has a different perspective and, and you know, what the truth is might actually not be right. what legend is and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, uh, once I I had a chat with um, a guy named Larry Frenzel, who is a West Texas historian. Um, I, you know, I was talking to him about because the the character of Quentin Eli was originally going to be a, a marshal, a U.S. marshal, and he was he sort of talked to me about it. And he he was like, well, I think if you really want to have you know somebody who takes over for the sheriff if you want that to happen in, in the issue it really would be a texas ranger because he he uh he's his he's more powerful than than the sheriff so his power would supersede everybody else's mm. and so that sort of informed how i approached a lot of it because i all, all of a sudden i'm like playing with texas ranger history which is very much like you know what you were just talking about which is there's a lot of um you know, you're not getting the full truth or you're getting the, a certain perspective on a thing, you know, um, yeah. and, and not necessarily what happened. You're getting, you know, you know, and obviously, I mean, it's like it's a cliche, but history is written by the victors. And, you know, that, you know, that's really what a lot of history is, is, is a sort of skewed version of uh, events. Um, and so once, you know, that kind of came into play, then that sort of opened another box for me where I'm like, oh, that that's an interesting thing. And I had actually already written issue one. So I had to go back and rewrite some stuff, um, which I think has made the comic better uh, in the long run. So nice. I think, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing to play with just because of how aside from what's going on in the book i think just how relevant that is to things that we're we find out i, I feel like we find out stuff every day that we're like oh that's not right so we we're tough <laughs> like, yeah. uh yeah i mean yeah it's it's very much a, a like a, a like a, a very current issue um i mean down to you know just everything we hear in the news nowadays i mean it's not just you know revelations about like a historical event sometimes it's something that happened you know a year ago All right uh, so it's yeah it's it's very much a, a current topic and and it's you know it's it's fun to play with and, and and you know and talk about that kind of stuff and it definitely it brings drama to to the whole thing and, and i i like the idea that we're we're sort of juxtaposing the the back matter sort of revealing the sort of truth to people in, in modern day texas in 1996 and then also dealing you know seeing it ha play out in uh, real time in the in the info game asker sequential pages so um that's yeah I'm, I'm enjoying yeah it's fun and it uh i think it just adds another layer uh to what you guys have already built and i think it's 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 gonna be fun just watching the continuation of that in the back matter or reading that i should say um one of the things that uh i say y'all a lot and i don't know if you've caught on to that but it's a texas thing and it's one well one of the things that y'all have done so well in that texas blood is is really uh create this character driven story 
um joe bob man he's become one of my favorite fictional characters and i I'm not just saying that. I mean, he's right up there with like Gus from Sweet Tooth and Ethan from Reckless. Um, Going back in time with this story with Enfield Gang, um, we're not going to have Joe Bob, obviously. Um, Is there any or has there been any trepidation in starting over with a new cast of characters? And do you have any personal favorite characters that you've played with in this spinoff so far? Um. I, there was no, I mean, there's sure there's trepidation. I mean, it's, it's a little, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, especially writing. And I mean, I think Jake can also speak to drawing. And I think that it's also a challenge, especially going back in time and having to draw in a you know, particular time period. Um, but, you know, in terms of the writing of it, it it's, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely interesting to, to be doing something that's set in our world that we've established, but also, it's completely new. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, there's no characters that we know that are, you know, showing up. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It's, it's difficult for me to be like, okay, I need to introduce all of these characters, but I need to get to, you know, I need to really like fully flesh them out in like a couple sentences because we're only going to see them in yeah. like, six issues. They're not going to be in anything more. Um, or are they? No, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's and they show up <laughs> in the park of Texas blood. Yeah, exactly. Right, um, they come floating into town. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's it's definitely got it's uh, it's definitely got its its difficulties uh, in terms of that, but um, it's also fun to create those characters. In terms of favorite characters, I do like Enfield himself. Um, there was a guy named Bloom in issue one that I quite like, and um, also uh, I do like Sheriff Hardesty because I think that even though he's sort of looked at as sort of cowardly character, I think he's got more work in behind the scenes, mm-hmm. which is you know sort of analogous to to Joe Bob, but he's got his own thing going on, and and I, I really enjoy him as a character. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a character in the first issue which I sent a picture of his. I drew him and I sent a picture of him to Chris, saying I wish I saved this guy for a main character because I just liked how he looked. He's got like he's just like one of the crowd in the in the court scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's just like one of the guys, and he's like looking back. He's got like curly hair, and I was like, oh, I wish I saved him because he looks pretty cool. Um, so he's not my favorite. I think he's probably my favorite character. Uh, nice. We're gonna write a whole other comic just. I'm like, like yeah, but he's all, he only comes out on that one court courtroom scene. He's literally, he's literally in one panel. I don't think I one panel. Well, he, he could have been deputized, and yeah, yeah. Who knows what will happen to him? But, Get him a badge. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed drawing uh, Bloom. I think he's he's a he's a fun one to do. Um, yeah, I think the, the, that's the. I think the fun thing about, I really like in Texas Blood that we get to sort of play with the ages of the characters, and like, and it's fun being like, what if this time he has long hair? You know, that's like all that sort. I I really like that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's fun to have this like freedom to be like, right now I'm going to do someone like this completely new cast. Um, 
and like any ideas that we had like that we haven't been able to use before can like sort of come into play now um or like particular actors or something like that um that i'm like oh that'd be cool to use them for something like all that kind of stuff can come into play so it's like yeah it's like it's nice to have a fresh set of things to work on i think and it's and it's um it keeps it fun and fresh for me to like have to think about because you know because even when i'm doing modern day stuff it's still a challenge to be like right what would they wear like how would like what would they look like it's still like mm. it's very difficult not to make them all just look like me and dress like me all right uh, especially when i'm using photo reference it's like everyone wears jeans and boots like that's like luckily i can use that quite a lot but it's yeah. like um this time around it's like what would they wear in yeah like 1870 or whatever year this is set um you know trying to do that and it's fun to do the research on it and like try and figure out like based on the character what would they wear and stuff like that and um what kind of mustache will i give them because everyone in this book has got a mustache yeah <laughs> apart from enfield everyone apart from enfield has got a mustache True. that's a oh go ahead no, I just I I hadn't noticed that, but it's true. I think everybody else has a mustache. It's difficult to not make Eli look like Joe Bob because he's got a mustache and white hair and wears a hat. So there's like there's a panel in the first issue when I was like I drew it. It's like it's quite a close up. I think it's just like his eyes and his you know you can see a bit of his mustache of it. But uh, I was like oh, that looks, it looks it looks like I've drawn me and given him white hair and a mustache. So it's very difficult not to make him just look like Joe Bob. So it's like stuff like that is like, how do I how do I differentiate, you know, each character enough? Just like I think it's always good, you know, no matter who draws it, there tends to be similarities in characters anyway, just based on style and all that sort of stuff. But sure. yeah, trying to make it so it's at least clearly readable, you know, quickly at who who is who. Um yeah, it's yeah, it's good fun. It's a, yeah. There's only so many mustaches I can think of though. <laughs> that's that, that's interesting. The the do you get a lot of joy out of doing the research portion of that, uh, Jake? Like, do you? Like, I mean, I know you got to get down and do your process and your but yeah, like, it like depends a, on the deadline. Like, you know, it, it's yeah. fun to be like, oh, I can spend an afternoon doing this but when it's like oh, i've got to do three pages today and i haven't got time to be doing this research luckily like a lot if it's important stuff chris will usually like send me links or put it in the script or whatever um but even things like you know he's he's in this second issue enfield washes his face and like right what does a basin look like in 1800s mm. and like things like that and like trying yeah. to figure out what a bedroom would look like what's in a bedroom uh like trying to fill even even when you're doing modern day stuff trying to fill a room with stuff is really difficult because it's like again like my house is just full of books but not everyone's house is full of books so it's like right. what else do they have you know so trying to think it's trying to get that balance between spending all your time on those little details so it's like you know it's not really important what's on their shelf but it's like that kind of stuff is interesting. It's like, what would that, what does that, is that character into? What are their hobbies? Like, what would they collect? That kind of thing. Um, 
but then you can't go too far down that rabbit hole because you just yeah. end up never getting anything drawn. Um, yeah. So yeah, like stuff like that is is a fun part of it, and again, like that's why I was taking photos of the real Joe Bob's office because it's like what's in this room. Um. So yeah, like doing that kind of research is quite fun, but it's hard to yeah not get stuck in there, caught in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. Do you guys? I don't know. Do you guys read uh, Ice Cream Man? Uh, no, I do not. I love that is, I love ice cream, man. And one of the we got we had the opportunity to talk to um, W. Maxwell Prince and uh, Martin Morazzo and the the artist, right? And one of the one of the coolest things that he does, Martin, in the art, uh, just kind of what you're talking about, Jake, in the background. A lot of the times, it could just be like a random bookshelf or just something in the background um he throws in a ton of easter like just little easter eggs or little nods to the series um there's one uh bookshelf where he puts this little um clown which is a nod to the haha series that they did together also um but yeah just it's it's just so it's just so interesting like i I love that's why i'm I'm asking you because it just it interests me how the process what you guys think as you're uh, as you're doing this stuff. Um, well, you know cool. who's really good at that stuff is um, when Chip was drawing sex criminals mm-hmm. and all the like, all the signage in the background is like a joke. Like every single, like, you know, if they're walking That's past cool. the store or whatever, like everything's some kind of joke. And it's like, how do you have the time to think of this stuff and put it in? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not, I've not read public domain yet. But I assume there's loads of stupid stuff like that in there as well. Like, yeah, having like thinking all this stuff to fill fill the backgrounds with is uh, is a it should be a whole extra really get doing all that research. I bet you, and I bet you, as you advance, continue to add the years to your career, you're going to start. Uh, I'm sure we're going to start seeing callbacks to your own stuff. You know, here <laughs> here soon. So. Um, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, so, so much of the story in that Texas blood you know, has made references to the past, um, the history of Ambrose County. And each time we get another story in that county, but there's always these questions that remain like, you know, what the heck happened in this county's history? That It's, it's obviously been plagued for a long time. Um, is this, do we get some of those answers in this series? Uh, I mean, this, this is sort of, I like to describe this as, um, the, it's baptism in blood for, for, uh, Ambrose County, because I mean, this is really the story of the origin of the county. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's certain answers in it. I mean, in terms of, yeah, bad things happen, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not gonna, you know, we're not gonna be like, ham- you know, because we're not going to be going into like the, the you know, sort of the Texas blood stuff uh, as much as we're, you know, it, it is very much. I mean, you've read the first issue. I mean, it, it is very much its own sort of story. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're not gonna sort of imply things that happen later, but you know, it's it's gonna be pretty uh, explosive, I think, in terms of, you know where things will end up um i'm really looking forward to getting to the, the seeing the final issue uh drawn and, and done up because i think that's going to be really special because i think uh i think we got some 
interesting things to to do with that one. So nice. Um, if, if someone hasn't read that Texas Blood is the Enfield Gang massacre, a good place to to jump in. What do you well, think? I mean, I think so. I mean, you've read it. I yeah. I think that it's uh it. You know, I almost feel like we did a disservice by putting the Texas Blood logo on there. I think that it's it can stand alone as its own. Yeah. Um, but that said, I also feel like with every arc of that Texas Blood, it's like if, if you read the one before it, it informs the story uh, more and, and, and you get a fuller experience having read it. And I think that that's definitely the case with the Enfield Game Massacre, um, you know, you already know what happens in, in you know, in, uh, well, in the yeah. game asker kind of from the back matter issue seven, but you also, you know, you, you know what, you know, where the county will end up, you know, who the sheriff is going to be, you know, Buster Greer exists, you know, um, you know, that Joe Bob exists, you know, that Sam Cooper exists. So it's like, you, you know, sort of the lineage of uh, Edgar Hardesty, you know, and, and who came yeah. after him. So, I, it, it all informs itself, but also, yeah, I think that each, you know, we also designed it in a way where you could just pick up any of those arcs and sort of enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this one, especially it's, it's a good, you know, especially concerning that you, you haven't seen these characters before. You're not going to see them again. So it's like, um, again, maybe, um, <laughs> <laughs> really? but you know, Asterisk. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's something that I think uh, it really lends itself to, to being something for new readers to, to come on board and, and to enjoy something set in, in this sort of uh, locale and in, in a specific time period like 1875. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely think new readers can jump in. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, having read the first issue, I, I almost like. When we do, my wife and I, um, with, our, with the Marvel movies, you know, like the uh, original, not the, but you know, what led up to Endgame. And like, I always like to go back and watch those in chronological order um, or Star Wars, you know, like as, as the thing happened, this is how I want to rewatch it. Um, yeah. And sometimes that makes you, you know, skip around. But I would actually say that this would be a great place if somebody wants to do that, because we're actually starting at the beginning, you know, or closer to the beginning of the county. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think this would be a, a fun way to start, start here and then go jump into that Texas blood. Just an idea. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Star Wars, though, have you heard the, uh, the watch order? That's, I think it's, Four, five, then two, three, and then six. Because then it preserves the the twist. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And and then they also just cut out episode one. Which I I don't. I I know a lot of people have a grave about it. I mean, it's not yeah, a movie, but I still like it. I, also, I do too. You know, I was, that's, that's my favorite of the prequels. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely. I mean, it's got some great stuff in it. I mean, I. I, I it's got a pod race. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what they want. Darth Maul. Yeah. There you go. Just watch him solo though for Darth Maul. <laughs> it, it's funny. I mean, I. 
I don't get too into the weeds with the Star Wars, uh, like all the drama that and the fan base that get. I don't know. They get so upset about every, you know, every little thing, dude. I I enjoy the whole. Like I can't think of one film that I that I hated, you know, because there's people that really. I mean, they just hate some things. <laughs> I mean, I definitely the the lesser trilogy to me, and I mean, maybe this is controversial, but it's the newer trilogy. <laughs> It's like my, least if anything, favorite, you know, it's the one that I rewatched the, the, the you know, the least, the least. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, I mean, even them, I, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, I enjoy watching them in theaters for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I have to just bring up, I think this is very funny. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, thought that, uh, she thought that JJ Abrams was Georgia Banks. <laughs> that's cool uh well, what why, why did she think that she I, well because i was like oh, something about jj and, and she was like you mean that that guy with the ears and i was like what are you talking about <laughs> like, yeah, the guy with like the turned out she thought george or banks with jj and maybe that's funny maybe maybe that's you know, all things are possible maybe that's the twist about Darth. Darth <laughs> Uh, let's see episode two is not so great uh but episode three revenge of the sith is my favorite star wars film love seeing anakin become vader yeah that's a special that's special <laughs> Dilly. Dilly. <laughs> uh, so i know you, you mentioned it a little bit ago chris but you know i gotta ask i know it's a little early but you you mentioned that you have three arcs would that be three more additional volumes to add on to the yeah or like joe bob stuff um i mean we've sort of talked about if you know i think the way that we've done the series so far it it really lends itself to being able to do whatever you want within that yeah. world um with any characters really um you know whether it's a you know a christmas special or whatever which is again sort of just goes back to that sort of the, how i you know i enjoyed hellboy and they would just do one shots they would do a three arc or a three issue arc they'd do a five issue arc, you know it's just like it was all sort of like whatever they wanted to do or whatever mike Neal wanted to do i mean now they're doing this uh, robot hellboy uh, with duncan forgato which i'm very excited about yeah. um but you know at that that sort of stuff, you know, I always enjoy. So I mean, we we could continue going, but I mean, I I sort of like the idea of there's a cap to the story we're telling, even though that each arc is its own thing. I mean, I think that you know, ending it on a certain point is is a good thing to do instead of sort of going on forever. Um, and yeah, the, there's I mean, the next arc of that Texas Blood will be a pretty fun one. Um, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, you know, we get to revisit some characters. Um, it's not present day set, so it's we get to revisit um, people like Teddy Cutner, and, and mm. we get to see Travis. Um, nice. So, and hey, we might even see Randy again. So, mm. <laughs> so that, you know, it's like all sorts of stuff like that. But which is again, that's the fun thing about playing around in time is that you know certain characters who might be in jail or dead. Um, you know, if we do an arc set in 2003, set in 1995, whenever, 
it's like you can go back in time and see those people explore their lives then. Uh, you know, we could go back to 1960 and see Joe Bob as a young child. And, you know, this is the sort of stuff that is really, yeah. that's, you know, it's really exciting for me to think about. And I think, uh, I hope Jake feels the same way. <laughs> in my head, you know, in um, It's Always Sunny, where Charlie's got the, like, all the pins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's exactly how he's like, how I imagine, like, you like planning everything out, like yeah. he goes here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Charlie Day. Yeah, that's that's how well I plan everything. What is kind of, I mean, it really is a cool way to, um, to kind of explore the whole series. Like, I think about uh, Ice Cream Man because we we're just talking about it, but you know, Ice Cream Man, every issue is something new, something different, so. The advantage for that to for that creative team is hey they can kind of just do whatever they want in that particular issue and um, I like the, this format also that you guys do an arc in this year and then you can go back and all right let me, let's go back to this point of his career and this you know yeah. you can kind of start fresh and you know not have to be inhibited by certain things and I, I like that man yeah the 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 next arc will be set in the past again and then the the last two will be set present day. So that's nice. that's a thing I'll tell you. Very cool. Anything else I'll keep to myself. I can't wait for all of it. I want to enjoy it all as it's as it's happening. Um, Enfield Gang release date is August the 9th. Um, it's been on my pull list since the day I found out about it. I hope that everybody watching now will jump in, add the book to your pull list, whether you've read that Texas Blood or not. Um, and even if you missed the FOC date, which was this past Monday, um, your shop will more than likely order extra copies because it's a number one issue. So get it, get it on your pull list so you can get, you know, get those extra copies off the wall and get it into your box. Um, pretty safe to say, though, I think most of our viewership is already on that texas blood train but uh anybody that hasn't jumped on now is the time yeah i think that's a marketing thing jake we should we should actually have a that texas blood train that we try around and <laughs> get from place to place yeah um you and you guys you have a story coming out uh harley quinn black white red issue three is that right yes yeah. Uh, it's out in September, I believe. Uh, that was a really fun one. I don't really want to reveal too much about it, but it, it was sort of... Uh, I was just like, uh, what do I like? You know, what what Harley stories are my favorite? And sort of thinking about that, I was like, what if we do a twist on sort of a classic Harley story? So that's what we did. We did our own little thing. And it's That's and it's cool. not necessarily like a your sort of typical Harley story because you know we're the that Texas blood guys so we we yeah. go pretty hard. <laughs> so, I like it. She's got a mustache. She's got a mustache <laughs> well. Um, that that's fun though, man. You guys got to you know uh, dip into a big two book together. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, really cool. I I don't know if this is uh you know, I, 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 you know, I want to try to have 
Jake be a part of everything I do if I can. I, you know, if it's possible, I would like to, you know, if he's not going to do interiors, I'd like to have him do covers or something. Just because I feel like, you know, he, he really does have a, a way of capturing the world that, you know, I, I write. So yeah, uh, to have him on board for, you know, to be able to bring him on board for something like uh, the Charlie Quinn short is really cool. And then there's a couple of things coming out still that have not been announced yet that we got to do that, you know, it's not big too, but they're, you know, they're sort of fun to be able to play around with different worlds, you know, not something that we own. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just fun to be able to sort of stretch our legs and go, okay, we'll put Joe Bob, you know, Too in the backseat for now. And, and then, you know, we'll do this other thing. And, then, you know, and then we get back to Joe Bob later. So, yeah, no, it's so cool, man. I, I'm I'm excited for it. Not uh, not the biggest Harley fan, but uh, I definitely will be reading that issue um, just because of you guys. So, well, I hope you read it and I hope you like it. And if you like the animated series, I think you'll like our story. All right, um, uh, I'm anticipating it. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, it, animated series, by the way, not the Harley. the Batman animated series. Okay, good. Batman animated good. series, first Tim. Uh, Paul Dini specifically. That I can get down with for sure. Um, any questions from the chat? I have, we have a few of them right now. Let's ask. Uh, we've had these guys here a little over an hour now, so want to be mindful. I know Jake's over there. You know he's ready ready to hit the sack. Uh, let's see here, Adam. <laughs> can Chris and Jacob do their best Texas accents? Yeah, no. Jake. Come on, <laughs> no, say well, <laughs> well. <laughs> wow, man! You really can't break that that UK, man. <laughs> well, I think it's best I don't embarrass myself on the internet. I well, I well, I got a proposition for you, my friends. I don't know. Sometimes all right. it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um. That's funny. That is that really is funny to me because I, I I have no problem with it. I think because I've 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 literally grown up with people that talk like that. Um, yeah. It's funny. Um, favorite Western movies. Favorite Western movies. Oh, just name a couple. I mean, I I you know I just rewatched some of my favorites. I mean, Unforgiven is a favorite. Nah. Uh, yeah. the Ben the Ugly is a favorite. Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy is a favorite. Um, you know, I, I'd even put, I mean, it's not exactly a Western, but it's a neo-Western in a way. I would put Paris, Texas in there. I would put Blood Simple. I'd put... Uh, True Grit. Ooh, True Grit. It's, it's a favorite. That's a good... Um, yeah, that's, that means they're all mostly, I mean, they're all pretty much influences. And in, in whether it's not, you know, Enfield or... Um, in that Texas flood, they're they're all they all find their their way into it and into the the DNA of the series. Nice. Um, how about Tomb? You guys like Tombstone? I know that one's kind of more commercial, mainstream, but you yeah. know, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, and I mean, going off of Tombstone, I mean, it's the classic John Ford Western, My Darling Clementine. Uh, yeah, some of the. Uh... Some of the clothes in Enfield were directly taken from Tombstone. From Tombstone. Yeah. Love Tombstone, man. Love Tombstone. Also, Tombstone Pizza. There you go. I mean, it all comes back around to pizza. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, favorite monster example: mummy, werewolf, vampire, demon. I'm a big uh, Dracula fan. Nice. You know, I mean, I like them all. It's hard for me to pick. I, I, I like, uh, I like the Gill Man a lot. I'll say that. I, I have, I have a real soft spot for for the Mummy, but I, I, it's also tough because I don't really love any of the Mummy movies. I mean, at least in terms of like the Universal monster movies. I mean, I, I like the movies because I like the character, but I don't think any of them are as like great as like Creature from Black Lagoon or or the Wolfman or any of those. But I mean, I, I really like, you know, I'll say I like the mummy. I do like, um, I do like a werewolf? I like Gilman. Mm. I also, not listed there, but I also like uh, old Frankie boy, uh, the yeah. monster, since he's not actually named Frankenstein. Common <laughs> misconception. He's actually the monster. Mm. He was bright. I like his bride too. She's pretty cool. <laughs> bride of Frank, Frankie. Yeah. Frank's bride. That's what Frank's bride. Hey, Very good. <laughs> uh, is there any? What is it? Is there another state city that the boys would like to center a new series around? Chicago, New York. Uh, Toledo. <laughs> I was like, is, that, is he serious? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually no, I have, I have no desire to. <laughs> like, I don't uh, want to laugh until you confirm. <laughs> uh, I would like to do something in New Jersey at some point, but uh, you know, I don't know what that would be. We kind of did something for a short that's set in New Jersey that was fun to do, um, but it's you know, it's a very contained thing. So I mean, uh, yeah, I would like to do something set in in New Jersey, in New York, that area. Um, I'd like to do something in the UK so I can draw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do any research. That's going to be the real magic right there, man. Like, he's been doing all this stuff outside of his, you know, his. Uh, How about you do something for me? Right? <laughs> this Manchester blood. Yeah. This Manchester. <laughs> you, you were here for a couple of hours or whatever it was like for a few days. Yeah, I was there and I got yelled at at my Airbnb for being. <laughs> You could do a story about that cat you met on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can talk about it on the air. I was just, I, I had too many drinks and I befriended a, a stray cat on the street. Took it into your room. Good thing that happens. Yeah. In Man, on the streets of Manchester. That's the name of it. There you go. Manchester. Story, stories are brewing, guys. Stories are brewing. Uh, the, the AI and I'll have a script. Malaysia. Good morning here from Malaysia. Love your art, Jacob. So inspiring. The mood, the inking. Do you draw it digital or ink on paper? Uh, it depends. I pencil everything digitally. Um, and I tend to mix it up depending on the series. So at the moment, Enfield is all inked traditionally on paper. And then... The second arc of Texas Blood is traditional. The first and third are digital. So, like, basically, I, I mixed it up depending on the story we're telling. So, the, the all the stuff in the eighties in the second arc is all on paper because it made sense to, you know, tell us an eighties story on paper, and all the modern day stuff is all digital. Um, it just cool. makes it more fun for me to mix it up a bit. It's not not there's not really any 
you know, I sort of decide on the day that I start inking a, a project how I'm going to do it. That's really cool. Um, do you think uh, your art on, is only fit for crime noir style or can you fit uh, for superhero action sci-fi genre? Any new comic genre you'd like to try to draw, Jake? Uh, I'd like to do some action stuff, but in terms of sci-fi, I don't think, you know, I haven't what got the, the mind for the design side of that. I don't what think. You're doing all... Well, yeah, but I haven't got to draw like any, I haven't drawn any sci-fi stuff here. <laughs> it's all just, it's still just people stood around talking. Um, but like all the sort of tech stuff, I'm, I don't think I'd be very good at. Um, superheroes. Uh, you will. You will. Maybe, but I'm not, I don't know. I guess I could try. Yeah, you won't know till you, I think, till you stretch yourself and do it, but. Yeah, um... some, yeah some like action stuff. Um, but yeah, like superheroes, I'm like, if the, if it was the right thing, but I'm, I, you know, I don't think I'd be particularly good at drawing a Spider Man book. I don't think I, I've, I don't think I've got the right sort of stretchy bouncy style for that maybe i don't know yeah and that you know that might just very well be i think i think about your your dad sean phillips i mean look at i look at what he's done um made just an incredible career um and he i mean crime noir is like he's a magician man like it's it's unbelievable um so yeah i mean I'll read whatever you do. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at it and I will. But you're definitely in your wheelhouse right now. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I think like character driven stuff is where I'm at. But you yeah. know that that can fall into any genre. So for yeah. sure, you could Jeff. Just... I, I look at Jeff Lemire. Like look at Jeff Lemire. Like uh, some of the stuff that he's done, um, where he's kind of veered off. Where he start he started with more character driven, like heartfelt stories, and then he's gone all over the place with you know um different genres um yeah yeah so man well look you guys uh you seem to be really good friends i, I know it's good for uh i mean except for that that tweet you know that you put out there uh jake <laughs> <laughs> uh and i know it's good for the both of you to branch out and, and do other projects away from each other um but i'm, I'm just gonna say it I hope that both of you continue to work together for a very long time. And I hope you guys become one of those teams in comics that we kind of associate with one another. Um, Brew Baker Phillips, for instance, you know, uh, Snyder Capullo, those kind of those things, those guys that you just associate with each other. Um, I like it. Condon Phillips, man. I'm just saying you guys have something really special going together. Yeah. People buy the books will keep making them. It's funny. You know, I, I usually do offer, like I, I, you know, I offer anything that I, I get to to Jake, and then also to like whatever er editor I'm talking to. You know, oh, what do you think about having Jake come on? And then one of them that I didn't mention him on because I was like, he's he's busy. They were like, would Jake be interested in doing it? So I think it, you may be onto something. Yeah, you guys just sort of uh, it it's in the it's in the air. You know, it just fits. I, I think you're both of your style it, like. And I think that, you know, going back to how we started this conversation about, you know, when that first issue of that Texas Blood came out, you guys really had 
you came out of nowhere, both of you. <laughs> and for us to read that book and for the success that it's been able to have, um, I think it it really does show you you guys already had some things working in your favor from the beginning. And I, I, one of those, I think, is just that both of your styles really um, you guys feed off each other. Um, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing to watch and see read. So um, well, keep it up, guys. I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on again, guys. Uh, you have friends here. Always wishing you guys the best. Always supporting you. Um, looking forward to lots more to come. And Jake, man, I appreciate you staying on so late over in the UK, man. Really. Thank you for having us on. Of course. We will do it again next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Chris, thanks, man. I really, really do. I have a great time every time you guys come on. And friends, family, we're, it's all all love here, man. Thank you very much. I mean, it's it's great to come back on. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have a home <laughs> in uh, just south of San Antonio, Texas. Absolutely, man. We can <laughs> we can have a lot of wonderful drunken nights here with lots of uh, cats and dogs and baby hogs, like my dad used to say. <laughs> have you guys ever heard that one? It's a Texas yeah. thing, I think. He would. So when it's raining outside, he'll be like, "It's raining cats and dogs and baby hogs." I'm like. <laughs> I, I you know what's funny is I catch I catch myself saying that kind of stuff sometimes to my kids or like I uh, I'll meet some other younger people and they'll be like what well, what the heck are you talking about I'm like ah, it's just stuff you you get from your dad man like yeah. what can you do but uh, all right guys thank you so much I appreciate y'all we'll see see you guys soon man good luck with the book man thank guys much. have a great night and yes. I. I I always show the uh, the Hall of Fame, but man, you guys you guys have been on this Hall of Fame for for quite some time. So there, where are you guys? Let's see, right there in the middle, man. Jake, your face is getting cut. Uh, oh yeah, it's getting covered up, man. I have to fix that. I mean, you got some you got some great names there too. I mean, you had Jeff Lemire on. That's we had Jeff Lemire on this year, man. That was a uh, Declan. That was fun. Michael Walsh is great. Um, Mulvey. Yeah. <laughs> Moby, yeah, that was a fun conversation. That was fun. He was, dude, that guy was a he's a hoot, he's a hoot, man. That was good. But, uh, all right, guys, thank you so much. Have a great night, and uh, we'll y'all, y'all come back now. I'll talk to y'all later. See ya. All right, everybody, man, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, man, I love those guys, man. Like, I, I seriously. Uh, I enjoy talking to them. I, I I kid you not, when I read that Texas Blood issue number one, I'll never forget it. And it was 2020. You know, we had just gone through or we had just begun the pandemic. And uh, I remember getting the copy of that Texas Blood issue number one, reading it. And I remember at the time, you know, Oscar was uh, my co-host on the channel. And I remember messaging him right away. We had just started. We had just only had a couple of interviews under our belt. Um, and I told him, I was like, man, I really would love to talk to these guys. Um, I just, I loved the comic book, like, like instantaneously. I read issue number one and I reached out to to Chris and they were just starting out. And here we are, guys, 20 issues in, or three volumes, uh, 20 issues in to that Texas blood. We've got a spinoff series coming now. And again, for all of you that are comic fans, you know how rare um that kind of success is in the comic industry. You see it all over Twitter, Instagram. Um, 
people, you know, creative, independent writers looking for you guys to support their Kickstarters. Um, these guys just dove right in. They've had success. And when you read the work, it feels like seasoned work. And these are some of my favorite creators, one of my favorite comics. I read the first issue of Enfield Gang. You guys are in for a freaking treat. And and Jacob Phillips, uh, what he's done with that Texas blood, and then you go back, you go into this issue, into the uh, Enfield Gang Massacre. You're going to see what he does with the art. Uh, this is a little, this is the cover. Um, but this is the kind of tone that we that, that we're looking at inside the comic, uh, all happening in Ambrose County in the 1800s. A lot of history here. Um, so this is this is going to be so much fun. I really hope that you guys have added it onto your pull list. Again, tell your LCS now because those extra copies that usually go on the wall, they will get them in your box. I think it's a great place to start off if you haven't ever read that Texas Blood, and if you have then you've got to read Enfield Gang Massacre. Um, thank you so much to Chris and Jacob, obviously, for being on the show tonight. Uh, for everybody that watched this evening, you guys in the chat, my deepest gratitude to you. Really, really appreciate you guys showing up early. San Diego Comic-Con's going on. Uh, a lot of stuff's happening right now. Um, and I genuinely, genuinely appreciate you guys in the chat. Um, great show, my guy, Adam. Dude, thank you so much. Adam, you do you're you're just the most faithful dude. I, I think you've probably missed less than ten live shows that we've ever done, and we've done hundred and fifty three of them as of tonight. So, uh, Pouch, I will see you next week, man. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Ronan, the Accuser, dude, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, Simpleton DC added. He's got Enfield game added to the pools. Um, please make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Really, genuinely appreciate that. Join us next Tuesday, July 25th, next Tuesday, for our end-of-the-month live show, issue number 154. The Pouch, who has been in the chat this evening, will be joining us for that show. I can't wait to be with him, to be with you guys again. Don't forget, to this week's top three comics to read video is live, not live, it's on the channel, ready for you to watch. Um, go check that out, I, where I review my favorite three comic books that came out this week. That is it for us tonight. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And as always, stay lost in comics, my friends. I will see you next time. Good night.